Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another Strictly Hip Hop episode. And this is a 2016 album review of an album that's been out for a while, Untitled Unmastered. And once again with me is Will Wade. What's up, guys? I'm back again. <laughs> Will Wade is back again. Now, this is the guy that makes all my beats, like I've said before yeah. in previous podcasts. This the, guy is the greatest, the the greatest master. beat maker. Best in the HTP. <laughs> He's in my phone as a contact as Will Wade Beat God. And <laughs> That's it, true. And he lives up to the title, let me tell you. So I'll put his link in SoundCloud. You guys can check him out. Uh, local you. rappers, check him out for sure because it, yes. you, need some, you need some better production. Hit me up. Yeah, just DM me on Twitter or something. All right, let's get into it. We got we got untitled, unmastered, Cornrow Kenny. Cornrow Kenny, he was born with a vision. Yep. All right, guys, uh, untitled, unmastered. Will this was a little EP that kind of dropped out of nowhere. Now, yeah. if you're if you're a TDE fan like me and you follow TDE religiously, I I kind of connected the dots um, and knew this was coming, but I didn't I didn't know what to expect. It all started with, uh, to give a little background story, this is a little 8-track EP that was released, and these are all just songs that were recorded during the process of To Pimp a Butterfly, and they, he actually puts the dates in the title of the tracks so that you know when they were recorded. And so these were all recorded through the process of To Pimp a Butterfly, and it shows the evolution and sound of the album. And yeah. it all started when LeBron James tweeted after Kendrick's Grammy performance, we need to we need to hear all these unreleased songs because he'd been performing them on all different platforms. Thank you, LeBron. And yeah, thank you, LeBron. I mean, that's arguably greater than getting a ring. Yeah. <laughs> forget <laughs> forget Kendrick the Prizer. fact. Yeah, forget the fact that he beat a team that went seventy three and nine, the best team ever, and went down three to one after like almost nobody's done that in the finals. Only like two other teams have done that. Forget all that. The fact that he brought Untitled Unmastered and gave us a whole new Kendrick project yes. is uh, just the best thing he's ever done. The best thing he's ever done. His that's on, that, that should be, be on his career. That's what we'll be remembered for in the that's, years to come. That's what LeBron James will be remembered for. The guy that that brought Kendrick in an, another album Maybe he and start tweeting it like Jay Electronica or something. Also, yeah, yeah. LeBron, if you if you're listening to this podcast, let's start we know you are, out. man. We know yeah, you are. We know you are. Big fan, by the way. Um, <laughs> Go go shout out Jay Electronica. Make a Jay Electronica um, album happen. <laughs> but no, that this is the greatest accomplishment of LeBron's career. Obviously, yes. we're joking. Let's get into it. Untitled Unmastered. Like I said, eight track EP. And so Top Dog released. Hey, I'm gonna or said, Hey, I'm gonna release a project right now from a surprise TDE artist. And I was like, Well, he's not gonna release Schoolboy Q or anybody else without promoting it. So he's gonna do Kendrick because Makes Kendrick, sense. if he throws it out, it's just gonna go. Yeah. And so it it happened, and I was texting because a photo leaked, and I knew I knew this was coming, and so anyways, we're here, untitled, unmastered. Will let's start with track one. Now to of me, 
to me, we're just going to go track by track because this is just a short eight, eight track EP. Yep. So to me, when I first heard it, it was so, it starts with Bilal's creepy vocals, very creepy vocals. Yes. And it's just a very dark and eerie track. And Kendrick starts rapping after about a minute of just like, the beat really setting the tone. And then he uh, he's just describing this vivid picture of the world yeah. ending, questioning his faith with God and asking. He even asks in this album, uh, or in the song rather, he asks, why is, why is this happening to him when he gave the world to Pimp a Butterfly, an album that was supposed to save humanity? Shout out to Dead End Hip Hop because uh, Mike Seatown said this on Dead End Hip Hop too. And I, I totally agree with this. The fact that... He, I've never seen a man so like convicted by his faith and like um, as Kendrick is in his music. Like I've never seen yeah. that with an artist. He, it's really important to him. You can tell he's always. Yeah. It's a big, it's like a central theme for like every single album. Every single album, because I for mean, sure. in Tupimba Butterfly, he's got he's got God and the Devil. He's got you know mm-hmm. Lucy's Lucy's song. You know, yeah, that's like the major theme. Really, exactly. Like, his like struggle with morality. And and Good Kid, Mad City. There's the prayers and all that throughout the yeah. album and everything. And Good Kid, Mad City starts off with the yeah, it starts off with the, the prayer and yeah. closes with uh, well, it doesn't close with it, but it singing dying of, dying yeah. of thirsty. He has a prayer too. And it comes back around. So religion and Christianity has always been a central theme in Kendrick's music, and it was just it was just very crazy because that song just really paints a picture, and you're just like, what is going on? He's he can set he's describing he can... all these buildings falling and everything. It's crazy, and the beat really reflects that too. Yes, it does. It's per- um, it's a perfect beat for this it, dystopian it, setting, like the it apocalypse. Is. It is. It's really like it really sounds like an apocalypse. Um. What it, did you have anything you wanted to add on that track? Like it covered of, pretty much everything. He, okay. Kendrick brings it yeah. as usual. Yeah, as usual, it's a great verse, and it's just it really catches you for the beginning of an album. It does. It does. It or really project, I should say. Yeah, project. We'll we'll call it a project. Uh, so track two to me, very dark hitting, and it's just this hard, grimy ass. This beat. track, I think the thing that stands on this track is it shows off how great of a rapper Kendrick is just in terms of like flow and delivery mm-hmm. on this track alone he probably changes up how he's delivering the lines yeah his versatility yeah versatility shows. for sure yeah. at least like four or five times I think yeah he's like changing his, the, like the pitch the, yeah. fl- the, the flow obviously yeah. the cadence stuff like that he's just so he's just so versatile I think this was this was a lot like backseat freestyle where like he just showed off his wide range of versatility yeah and it's just such a hard hitting beat, man. One yeah. of the one of the that hardest beat. hitting beats. Who made that beat? Do you know? Um, I have the, I have the credits here. Hold on, give he, me he, one he second. He's the a, a really like select group of producers usually yes. on his album. It's uh it's Cardo and Young Exclusive, yeah. and it's a, uh also Thundercat was involved. Terrence oh. Martin, of course, is on the saxophone because he was all yeah. over the uh, it's Pimple Butterfly jazz influences. Yeah. And uh, Bit Thundercat was did the bass as well. Thundercat. So I'm so happy. Thundercat yeah, Thundercat, and Thundercat and Kendrick worked so well together. Yes. Um, he they should was make more music together. Him, Belial, Anna Wise. Yeah, so Thundercat, Belial, and Anna Wise were all locked in the studio for eight months with Kendrick while recording. And this is and this is one of the early early sounds. And we'll kind of get to the overall theme of it at the end. But Untitled Untitled Three. Now this one, this one you and I both saw, right? The performance, yes. right? Colbert the, performance for this, yeah. For the verses, it was it was incredible, and so this song is really cool. Um, it's very it's very interesting because he it shows off how just how good of a storyteller he is. Like yeah. people forget just because he's so lyrically gifted that like he's also a very he's also very good with the deep stories, thinker yeah. thing overall too. Like it's really existential, and he's talking about like these different these kind of like 
don't know, come to terms with life, I think, on this track a little bit or something. He really is. Yeah. Looking for answers. And he's he's telling this he's telling this story from the perspectives of an Asian person, an Indian person, a black person, and then ultimately a white person. All these perspectives he mentions what they what they value most. So he starts with Asians, how they value peace of mind stereotypically, and Indians value the land. Black people value sex, and then white people value exploiting uh, exploiting other ethnicities for money. They value greed and he for just, money. And he just, on that performance, man, that's one of my favorite Kendrick performances. Yeah. He just takes he bring, it to another He's level. really passionate. Like, he can just bring the passion out whenever. Yeah, and it's just so, it's, it's so you good. You can tell he's really invested in his music. Yeah, um... So that was one of the that was one of the awesome ones. It's a short little two minute track, but it's just it's just really good. It was also it was also very nice to finally get a CDQ. Yeah, finally have yeah, a, exactly. a finished song. Version. I had I had the YouTube torrented version on my phone forever. <laughs> yeah, I, I go back to YouTube and listen to it. Exactly, uh, and like you couldn't even find a good quality one yeah. either because you know Kendrick anything Kendrick posts on uh, performance wise gets taken down unfortunately, mm-hmm. but um yeah. I, I love that. Shout out to Stephen Colbert getting Kendrick on the show. Yeah. It's and like, did you see did you see his uh this is kind of off topic, but did you see his one when he once Colbert got the new show where he performed four songs off to Fifth Butterfly? No, I didn't see that. He performed you gotta it's it sucks now because the original version is taken down and so like there's only one version but it's super sped up, which sucks. Oh, weird. So like it sounds like totally different. But yeah. he performed Wesley's Theory, uh then then uh Mama, then um uh, then King Kunta and then you and it was just it, it was incredible. It was one of the greatest performances I've ever seen. I gotta see that. Yeah, you, I I gotta show you it because it's it's incredible. Um, but anyways, let's get to track four. So how do you feel about track four, Will? I think it's kind of unnecessary, honestly. On the album overall, it's it's just the interlude has the answer. Yeah, I I think I think though this album because it's I think I think I think once again it shows though that like. He can just take. He can just throw an interlude in a project full of misfits and leftovers, and yeah. then like make it work. Yeah, I will say it is a nice transition to the next track. It is. It is a nice transition. It kind of basically sets up. It's only what like a minute long, something yeah, like a minute fifty one. So okay, yeah. So so it's very. Uh, I don't think Kendrick's even on it, right? It's just. Uh, it's just the. There's those people. The female vocals. I think. Really? I think so. I think that's all it is. I I can't remember off the top. Let me see if I can if the credits what the credits say. So um yeah yeah it's just from SZA, uh really SZA. are the vocals. SZA, she's incredible. Yeah. I can't, I can't wait for that album, but that's a whole other discussion. So, uh yeah I like that I like that a lot. Again it's just kind of an interlude and it's kind of one of those reoccurring themes that he has on this album or this project I should say. He has a few the pimp pimp and yeah. uh and then he has the head is the answer head is the future, yeah, and, which is real funny. Uh, but uh, I'll let you guys. I'll let you guys think about that. I, I won't go into depth about that. But, but yeah, it's a pretty simple line. <laughs> um, Untitled Five. This was the one he performed on the Grammys. This one was this incredible. Might, this might be my favorite song of the entire project. You think so? Yeah, the production stands out first of all. His the verses overall, the tone, and also at the very end where he's training yeah. bars with J Rock. Yeah, that that is awesome. But yeah. the passion he has in the first one yeah. is really incredible um it's a story first of all yeah it's a story Back to storytelling and the the hook is so gripping too i think mm-hmm. the who's on the hook do you um know? the hook is i believe it's SZA again i'm pretty sure yeah it's uh well anna wise belial and SZA are all on the hook and it's, it's a quiet lineup of yeah. singers. <laughs> he is such a talented such a talented lineup um and and so it's, it's like it's this verse about kendrick 
his anger and thirst for vengeance, but in the end, he at the last moment he shows his humanity, and it's great. And then yeah. that J Rock, J Rock once again, I I feel like J Rock is at his best when he's at, when he's featured in Kendrick Lamar he, album on Money Trees. He yes. goes off on Money Trees, and then and then again on this one. This one's one of his best. Uh, I think I think I could say that J Rock's my second favorite member of Top Dog. Yeah, I love I love J Rock too, but I I just feel like Kendrick just brings out another level in him. Yeah, like you can tell Kendrick, they 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 work well together. Yeah, they they just have such a great chemistry, and they even show it by like you said trading off the bars, which is a good point. Um, but on unti- track six, Untitled Six is. That one's that one, that one might be my favorite off of this. Oh really? Yeah, beautiful, beautiful yeah. song. Uh, Musically, yeah, it's I mean, like it's just it's it's lush. I'll it's not got, describe yeah, it. It's very lush. That's a good that's a good way of putting it. And so it's a song with uh, it's a song with CeeLo Green on the hook, and it's very just melodic and catching. Kendrick singing, mm-hmm. and it sounds if you've heard "To Pimp a Butterfly," it's a lot like "For Sale." I mean, it, again, this isn't really confirmed, confirmed. But I mean, Kendrick said it in interviews, and you can kind of connect the dots that um, there were some songs that just didn't make the album because the sampling wasn't cleared in time, and this was one of them. And if you just listen to this, it sounds exactly yeah, like "For Sale," doesn't it? The same. It sounds like the same idea to me. Or same something. idea. Yep. Same. Musically, theme. for sure. Because it's it's all about like I I do think "For Sale" ultimately fits better with the album. Well, I mean, that's not really that's not really a huge discussion point we have to get into. But yeah. I would um, agree with you though. But yeah, I I just I think that does fit better. But also, you can definitely tell it's the same thing because he's singing from the perspective of like Lucifer trying to entice him, mm-hmm. uh, which is very very cool. So once again, religion comes back into play, and oh, it was very strong things. in five uh, until five, the one we just talked about yeah. with with uh, the the whole verse. You got the Bible in the trunk, and make sure to mention it. Yeah. It's, I feel like just, it's always him juxtaposing like religion, like gang, yeah, gang activity. Really, exactly. He's always trying to. He's always trying to find the right balance it's just a beautiful it's a short what is it like two minutes i believe uh until it's six yeah three, a, three and a half minutes three and a half wow so it's actually i think you're thinking of for sale because that's like yeah yeah yeah. yeah but um quick song it's very it's very easy to listen to and yeah. kendrick delivers just a really thoughtful verse i like it a lot uh and then we transition to untitled seven so i think this is the one with the most discussion this, so it starts with the levitate, levitate, levitate. Yes. The beginning of this song is incredible. Incredible, I love, yeah. I love the beat. It reminds me of Untitled 2 again with like the dark yes. trap thing going on. But it's yeah. almost, it's almost, it's a lot lighter though, I would say. Yeah. Than it's, Untitled 2. It's more hype, I guess. I don't know. Like, yeah. It's, it's like more like party oriented. Yeah, versus... it's it's more light where like Untitled 2 is like, it's definitely hype, and it, but it's in its own way. It's very dark. Like it, that levitate something you could throw on in the club versus like mm-hmm. Untitled 2 is like something that's just like, damn like this is dark yeah 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 and then there's the the beat switch up on that yes which the beat supposedly is made by a five-year-old yeah i heard about that yeah yeah uh who's whose son is that swizz's son right i think so yeah i believe it's swizz's son uh let me look up uh yeah young egypt i think yeah young egypt (laughs) (laughs) so so um yeah so so swizz's son produced this beat who's five years old i mean obviously he really didn't but You know, he, he has the credits on here. So, so yeah, so it has a short little levitate. Then it transitions into, uh, then it transitions into this nice, like, little verse that Kendrick gives. And I believe this was the only thing that was recorded after, uh, To Pimp a Butterfly. Because he's kind of reflective of To Pimp a Butterfly on it. There's yeah. two beats and, like, this from before and one song. I wonder if that was intentional from the beginning or if, like, he wanted to keep the track list short on this album or, I mean, this project. 
And so he, he just joined them together. Yeah, I would agree with that. It's the only, it's the only one that says 2014 to 2016. Yeah, which, yeah, that's which true, kind too. Of indicative of, uh, of being recorded afterwards. Yeah, and I think this is the only part that... Um, I think this is the part that was recorded. I don't think the Levitate was recorded after. I don't think so, either. That sounds. It sounds like the yeah. same time frame as Untitled 2 to me. Yeah, it's Untitled 2, Untitled 3, all of these. Okay, I gotta get your thoughts on this. So so there's a third part to the song. <laughs> you mean the most? The most, the longest part of the song, too. I, mean, and, I, I can't even know if we're gonna refer to it as like a third part. It's like a, it's like a, just like a skit or an yeah. interlude he'd like attach at the end. Yeah, I mean, I it's mean the way it's re- broken down in Genius is it's part three, so yeah. I'll just, I'll just yeah. go with that. It's, it, it's really strange. I think it's kind of it's a, it's the un I guess it's the unfinished version of, of the the earlier interlude. Yeah, Untitled Four has the answer. It seems kind of redundant to me a little bit almost. To me, I kind of connected it more to like I, on on to Pimple Butterfly, where it's just like he was just adding like some live instrumentation. Yeah. Only this wasn't a performance. This was just a recording. <laughs> it just felt strange to me to attach it to the end of yeah of Untitled Seven. He could have made like maybe a separate track or something. Yeah, or like unta- or attach it to Untitled Four. Well, I mean. You know, mm-hmm. he could have he could have done some different things with it, but to me, to me, it's very uh, I don't know how to say this, but it's it's Tra- something that only I feel like only Kendrick Stans will enjoy. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I don't think there's many people. I really enjoy it, honestly. Yeah, I, I don't think there's many people, even Kendrick Stans. I think I don't think there's a lot of people that enjoy it. Like it's kind of cool because it's fun. Like he's having mm-hmm. fun, and like you can hear him having may, fun with may, the like, music. What's but, he like in like his creative process a little yeah. bit that he's like just vibing out? Yeah. So I think it's bit. cool, but I don't think it needed to be like three whole minutes. Yeah, I don't think not and, at all. Yeah, Especially after Levitate into the second song, and then yeah. all of a sudden you hear with this weird, this yeah. weird live skit. Yeah, the, it was just like it was just like kind of there. It, it had no place in the album, really, though. I feel like so I don't know where he would have stuck it other than that. Mm-hmm. And then lastly, uh, let's get to track eight. So track eight was my favorite. It's fun. It's dance centric. It's a Love song it. about love Funky. and money. It's really funky, that's how I describe it. Yeah, to me, I describe it as a poor man's these walls. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I see that. I think Thundercat did most of the production on Tile Day, or he was, had a big hand in it. I yeah. remember reading an interview. Yeah, he's, he's definitely he here. He was very involved in it. He's um, very involved all, all over this. Yeah, like, like we said, it was the same. It's going to be mostly the same people because the same people were locked I in the studio. I love Thundercat. Yeah, that's Thundercat. What, that's what I gotta say. That's Thundercat's why. awesome. Did, was, you, did you hear it? This is off topic, but did you hear the song he did with SZA? Um, no. Okay, oh I, I'll show you that after the podcast because that's incredible. Um, I, it might be on her album. I don't know, but anyways, yeah, that sounds incredible. He was Thundercat was uh, was on the production and the vocals and in Untitled Date, and it's just it's a very uh, fun dance centric song. Nice and, way to wrap it up, I'd say. Yeah, yeah, it was a nice way to wrap it up too. And then he, uh, the the whole pimp pimp thing comes back into play, which is like kind of a, a reoccurring theme, I should say. About, I will about say too. Thundercat said that uh, that all the until that he actually has a name and it's called Blue Faces. But yeah, I guess Kendrick decided to name all these tracks untitled for yeah the point of the project for the, for the point of the untitled unmastered. So once again, Kendrick even brings a concept to an eight track yeah. EP <laughs> of leftover have... songs that didn't even make the album. Yeah, all the like the, the B sides pretty much. Yeah, you made some, a unique project out of it. It's crazy that like an album full of B sides might be one of like the best hip hop releases this year. Yeah, like it's 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 crazy, but yeah. So to me, I'm, I'm glad ultimately that these walls replaced track eight mm-hmm. um, on on to Pimple Butterfly because I really think they are these along the same so same level. These yeah. walls are so groovy. So glad that that won a Grammy. That's yeah. one of my that's one of my favorite moments. I mean, that song's just incredible. Probably one of the best hip hop songs last year. Yeah, I would I would totally agree with that. 
Uh, but but we're kind of off track here. Yeah. So let's <laughs> so let's get back. So now that we're now that we're done going through the tracks, will give me some of your overall thoughts. I think this project, the sign. First of all, Kendrick, obviously it's the more tracks he wanted. They didn't fit the album, so he wanted to throw them out there. Mm-hmm. He wanted to give fans the, the songs he thought weren't the same, probably the same part, or maybe like they're better versions of for the album. Mm-hmm. But I think it's also a sign that like maybe he's moving on from this sound, and that like yeah. these are like this is like the last we're going to see of this like I would agree with groovy, that. funky jazz kind of thing. I I would agree with I I would think that I mean Kendrick, you can't box him in anymore because he's done everything, yes. but. At the same at the same time, like I feel I feel like he's going to be one of those people that has a new sound every album. Yeah, I, don't I agree. Think, like Kanye, I don't think yes. I think he's definitely going in that direction where he's going to, um, mm-hmm. you know, whether whatever he wants to do next, we'll, we'll see. But um, to me, overall, this this album or EP, whatever you want to call it, is essentially a combination of leftovers that didn't make the cut at Pimp Butterfly. And I think it's a really cool thing that he dated the tracks because there's like. There's like real fans like me of To Pimp a Butterfly. For those of you yeah. that have heard my podcast, specific days, they know, they know that I'm the biggest To Pimp a Butterfly fan. To me, it's like the holy grail of rap music. I I love it. I think it's going to be a great album that lives on forever. Mm-hmm. And so to me, this was so cool that he put the dates in the track, so you can really follow the timeline and the creative process that we talked about. And you'll notice that it's it was just it's just had such a different sound and i think untitled untitled 8 and 6 really do show how it evolved right yeah which was i think nice that he closed it with some of those it's also interesting this is this is uh, something we should maybe mention but like untitled 2 and untitled 7 both had like there was a way more like trap-esque than like anything that was on the album yeah i wonder if they made this album because they didn't fit that album because he moved away from like more trap and moved more towards like the jazz and funk yeah. thing yeah and he had the jazz and funk and then he kind of looked lighten the trap like i mean it was still there on like tracks uh tracks like king kunta and like hood politics was very hood politics and all right had like a little bit of yeah it. all right and yeah but definitely like he moved away from the darker trap that's yeah, for sure the, but it made more lighthearted or something yes yes definitely lighthearted and used the jazz to lighthearted. it uh so that was that was a good point but um to me once once again it shows how he can make an album just of leftovers and somehow make it cohesive and link it to the pimple butterfly while making conscious music with tremendous replay value. Because, I mean, this this EP is only 35 minutes, so it's something that you can always listen to. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can listen to it on a car ride to work. You know what I mean? Like, you can listen to the whole thing front to back. In between classes, I'm like, oh, I listen to it, getting ready for this podcast. Yeah, and it's just, to me, me it's great. Um, And I think, think though, that I want to throw this out there to you. I think it only works... I don't think any artist can like release just a leftover of tracks that didn't make an album like this. Be- I think it only works because "To Pimp a Butterfly" is so deep and thoughtful. Yeah. Would you agree with that? That I, like it- I don't know how often artists do this sort of thing, but Kendrick, I mean, yeah, he does, and it's still a great project, right? And you can tell that like I wonder how many tracks he recorded in total for "To Pimp a Butterfly" between thirty and forty. That's it. That's yeah. all. He, wow. So that means we now have twenty-four of the thirty so have, to forty. We have like at least half. Yeah, we have at least half, if not. If not, not more. the majority of them. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, and they're um, all like so for quality. Exactly. None of them. None of them are quality, and like you got to think some of those are skits, probably that just didn't work or whatever. So songs like maybe, so. I mean, we got most of the music. Wow. Of that of that album. And it's very cool that he did that he did this, 
and and again i think it's just because it's it's such a deep album that it works you know what i mean like yeah because it gives fans an insight into the creative process and i really appreciate it it's like mm-hmm. it's almost like it's almost like this this album or this ep serves as like almost a documentary of to pimp a butterfly yeah or it's also like it's also like a continuation almost or something too in, in some yeah. ways it's really interesting to listen especially if you listen to it right after you listen to to pimp a butterfly yeah they kind, yeah, of, they or, kind of adds to they kind of add to each other. Yeah, they kind of they it kind of I think I think it raises the respect of each project raises the respect of the other, so to speak. They are attached basically. So I I encourage people when they listen to Pimp Butterfly to also listen to Untitled Unmastered. I think that if you listen to Untitled Unmastered, you learn to have more of an appreciation for where the sound developed. Mm-hmm. But I like I like your great point that you had earlier. Um, about the fact about the fact that you think this is like the end of the sound and that's why that's why you dropped this yeah and i i would totally agree with that that was a that was a very good point yeah, i'm always excited to see what he's gonna do next exactly you can't box him in like <laughs> like he said on black friday it's true he's like he you just, can't he, box him in he made took a bunch of different influences and made something unique yeah for an album and i think he's going to continue pushing the boundaries and this is just only this is always just once again this would be something that would be cool for him to continue to do but i don't know if it's i don't know if it's a trend that he'll continue mm-hmm. uh but it, it's it's very it's very well it could be because this is untitled and unmastered he didn't title the track he didn't take time to even master it you can tell on track three right that it's very unmastered it has a very it's, i don't know if the drums are live some yeah. of the drums but you can tell you could tell that like there's a lot of songs and a lot of moments you could tell that like aren't mixed right right like untitled five as well yeah um so i mean it that that transitions into our into our range because i think we're ready for that uh to me to me i don't know i don't know how to grade this i'm struggling to grade this it's, because it's, first of all it's hard because it's not like it's it's unmastered what do, the, what do you, also it's also like an ep which yeah. is a whole nother thing yeah so to me like ultimately i came up with this when i was thinking about it i i had to think i had my notes for this done for weeks but I, I just couldn't. Uh, I I struggled with grading with the whole grading for like a whole week, and so I finally came to the conclusion of an eight. But it's not an eight that would be compared to a normal album. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I think actually I think I would agree with you. I think I give it an eight, but I'd also say like since it's not like a, a normal album, it's right because all the all the tracks are solid, but it's also such a short project. That yeah, you can't really and like it does have its flaws, like or or it's like low moments, which is like. You know the the whole the whole skit thing, mm-hmm. which is to me, I think, I think arguably a low moment. I think because yeah. it only it only hits at certain times. Like it's only you have to be in the right mood to really kind and of also, enjoy that skit. The other thing might be like comparing to like Kendrick's full albums. Yeah, it wouldn't be fair because it's an EP, but also right. it's also their other, his other projects. Yeah, so I think I think an eight is a fair grade for me. You said you're sticking with an eight as yeah, well. Yeah, I was also thinking an eight. Which, if you're listening to these podcasts I'm doing, I gave Birds a nine. Yeah. <laughs> Another song of an eight. Yeah. Call me out on Twitter if you want to. It's okay. Yeah, call him out on Twitter at uh, Will Wade. At Will Wade 3000. 3000. I'll take all the hate. I don't mind. Will Wade 3000, Andre 3000. They're working yeah. together on something. Shh. Stay tuned. Oh my gosh, you can't reveal that. You're going to scrap the podcast, man. <laughs> you got to delete the pod. All right. <laughs> So Will, it was great having you on. Um, I enjoyed. I enjoyed this. This was one of the. This was one of the releases of 2016 that just before I started doing releases, this was dropped. So I want to before the year's over get back. So don't worry if there was some projects you liked in 2016. 
that I didn't yet uh, that I didn't yet review because I will get to them. I promise. Uh, I promise that I will get to most of the most of the big hitting projects that were released this year. I'm trying to catch up, so we have to do Lil Yachty. <laughs> no, we don't. <laughs> we have to do Lil We Yachty. don't have to do Lil Yachty. <laughs> All right, well, thank you, thank you for coming on, Will. Um, thank you for having me. Yeah, what was your SoundCloud too? I'll let you plug your SoundCloud as well. I have no idea. You have no idea. WBW two one two one, I think. Okay, well, whatever it is, I'll find it and I'll put it in the link so that you guys can, yeah. so that you guys can just click the link. Uh, Perfect. Uh, but you guys know where to find my stuff on Twitter and Snapchat. Uh, that's crispy eleven thirty two C H R I S P Y eleven thirty two. I don't, I don't promote. Um, or I don't promote my Snapchat that much on the podcast, but I'm I'm starting to use my Snapchat as another platform to promote my podcast. Give Smart. fans give fans some sneak peeks and everything, and it's fun. I'll do a lot of uh, a lot of, I'll do a lot of live recording on Snap while I'm while I'm doing a podcast. Unfortunately, we didn't get to any today. I kind of got I kind of got into the discussion, but, deep but I discussion wanted, in between yeah. these podcasts too. Yeah, and, and between these podcasts, we had some deep discussion. Um, so. I, I just want to say that follow follow my Snapchat because that that'll give you some insight into what's coming up. I'll tease and promote some things, and it's a great way to stay involved. And for those of you that don't know, I also do NBA podcasts, which are also with my iTunes and Podbean. We so re- I do both. Review players individually. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we review players and we review. <laughs> and uh, but anyways, it, it's it's great. It's an NBA podcast and uh, dedicated strictly to the NBA, obviously. And mm-hmm. so you can find all my content on my Twitter, and that's C H R I S P Y eleven thirty two. Once again, that's my Twitter, and I, I have a link to my iTunes and my Podbean. So whatever you prefer, uh, eat, both of them have all my hip hop as well as all my NBA. So you can pick and choose what you want to listen to at any time. Uh, no ads, no promotion, none of that. I'm not famous enough for that yet. <laughs> so, but if you guys want to help me get there, you guys can subscribe, share. Yeah. And Tell all, your friends. Yes, rate five stars. All of that is free to you, by the way. I'm the only one paying for this. And um, if you guys, if you guys promote and subscribe and all that, that's what that's what the sponsorships see. So that's how they reach out because sure they don't have, track the numbers. I'm they sure every every listener probably has probably has at least one fan, one friend who's a fan of hip hop who would like exactly would that's what into, you the, into the, the discussion. Share this. If every if every one person that listens to this podcast shares it, and then it just builds. I mean, then, mm-hmm. then, then next thing you know, I'm not doing these podcasts in my room with a microphone and a laptop, and I'm doing them in a professional <laughs> studio. In a studio. But right now, right now, hey, we're doing what we can. Imagine doing interviews with like some big names or something. Yeah, exactly. Listen, I want to interview Jay Z, guys. Make it happen. I want to meet Kanye in person because yes. of these podcasts. Someone I, do this. For I me. want to have Kanye on a pod. He I would be the Kanye most entertaining. And Travis in the room together with me. Yeah. Want- with Kendrick and Tupac as well. <laughs> yes. Tupac's I know it's hologram. I want to say your next. No, name. the real Tupac, the of one course, in Cuba. In Cuba, yeah. All right. Well, thank you for coming on this thank intro. This outro has been a little long, but we rambled. But, yes, you know, it's, but it's, it's probably the most entertaining part of the podcast. It's like Untitled and Mastered. You know, you don't know what <laughs> you're going to get. This is our Untitled Seven. Yeah. Right now. This is Untitled Podcast Hip Hop. You know, strictly Hip Hop is the answer. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, so thank you guys for tuning in once again. Will Wade joining me for a podcast, and he'll be on again for some more stuff. So stay tuned I'm for that. Share my horrible opinions. <laughs> yeah, at Will Wade three thousand. Yeah, if you want out. to, if you want to call him out, I don't mind. <laughs> thank, thank you guys for tuning in.
All right, Will, and since you're here, I think it's only fair we end with rocking out to your new Strictly Hip Hop podcast beat, courtesy of Will Beat Got Wave. a spoon to grandma who always took all the hungry cousins to mcdonald's for mcnuggets and the play play slide have something sweet in her honor come to mcdonald's and treat yourself to the grandma mcflurry today and participate in mcdonald's for a limited time raise a spoon to grandma who always took all the hungry cousins to mcdonald's for mcnuggets and the play play slide have something sweet in her honor Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time.